0: Welcome in to the Locked On Stars podcast. I'm Josh Clark, the Dallas correspondent at NHL.com, I'm joined by Kenneth Nash, the site expert at NolanWrighton.com. It is Thursday, yes, Thursday. Happy Thursday to all of you, whether you may have known it was Thursday or not. We're here to fill you in. And Kenneth, I think we're I think we're done. We've we've given them the update on what day it is. That's that's about all we've got. Uh, <laughs>
1: that's basically what we're here for. Is just to remind people that like this isn't one long day. Yeah but like this is regular days are still just as long as they've always been
0: the calendar still plays a part in our (laughs) lives yeah the monday to monday to sunday routine um but regardless it's thursday hope you're all staying safe staying healthy um we are obviously here once again for the second time this week to give you 30 minutes to a chance to listen to some hockey talk listen to some nhl 20 talk Uh, Just give you a chance to get your mind off of things for a little while, and we got a good show today. We're we're gonna start by, I think I always say we have a good show, Kenneth. We're gonna make it a good show. It may not be the best show, but we're gonna make it a good show. Uh, So that's uh, that's uh, I like the confidence. I like the yeah. We're gonna make it a good show today. We we've got some good talking points planned. We're gonna. Uh, start by previewing the games that are going to air on Fox Sports Southwest tonight in the Stars uh, Classics, the Rewind Game 5 and 6 of the 1999 West Semifinals against the Blues. We're also going to talk about some another great moment, another top moment in Dallas Stars franchise history. We'll get to that in a little bit. Then we also have plenty to update you on our NHL 20, My Player Careers, uh, spoiler alert, Kenneth and I are both already into the preseason of the next year, or we're about to be at the preseason of next year. Yeah, we're up to the we're preseason. up to yeah. the start of the preseason. So, in other words, neither of us won the Stanley Cup or the Calder Cup with the Ducks or the Wilkes-Barre, we'll Scranton Penguins, but we will get to that later on. Let's start it off, though, Kenneth, by talking about uh, the topic on most on the minds of most Stars fans right now, with obviously with the pause. Fox Sports Southwest has been giving classic replays, classic rewinds of, of some of the best games in franchise history. Tonight, airing games 5 and 6 against the St. Louis Blues in the second round of the 1999 Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, Fox on, Southwest only airing the wins for each team, so we saw the sweep of Edmonton last week. The other night, uh, Monday night, we saw games 1 and 2 against the Blues. Then, as we now, as we know now, of course, Stars went to St. Louis, lost games three and four, came back to Dallas, they pick up wins in game five, and then pick up a win in game six in St. Louis to close out the series. Spoiler alert. Spoiler I know, the people that have never, people have no idea what's about to happen. I, I hate to break it to you. I, I know you were looking forward to, you know, finding out <laughs> the outcome like you, we never knew. Uh, but... Kenneth, it it was fun not only on Monday night to you know see Joe Newendike just take control on multiple occasions in games one and two, but one of the funniest parts of it, and I, like like you and I preluded to in uh, back before this rewind began, was that we Kenneth and I were obviously two years old, or Kenneth was two years old, I was about to be two years old when these games were live, when these games actually first happened, and. So, obviously, we haven't seen these games, um, you know, aside from...
1: Not in the not an original Not in the original con- yeah. yeah.
0: Like, I I mean, I've seen all the Stanley Cup final games and seen a couple of the Western Conference, but these first two rounds, I'd never seen any of these games ever, even in replay form. But, Kenneth, you saw in game one, midway through, they showed a shot of the Blues bench after the puck had been iced or frozen or whatever, and I, you see Joel Quinville with hair, so not only was it cool to see him, obviously, you know, sprout or sporting a full head of hair, but seeing a young Joel Quinville 21 years ago in the first stop of his uh, NHL coaching career. Now, obviously, everyone nowadays knows Joel Quinville for leading the Chicago Blackhawks dynasty from in the 2010s, winning three Stanley Cups in five years uh, or six years, but you see him there as just a young coach, you know, just trying to make it. And you look across the bench to the other bench, and you see Ken Hitchcock in his first stop of what turned out to be a very successful coaching career. And now those two are second and third, respectively, in the all-time coaching wins list in the NHL. And that was just—it was unique and cool to see those two kind of and look back and realize— Man, in twenty-one years, they're going to be considered, you know, two of the top five coaches of all time in this league.
1: Yeah, that's that. That's definitely one of the cool features, uh, cool I guess, cool things about these these uh, these game features is, is getting to see. Uh, we've talked a lot about you know the, the how the this these games have. You can draw kind of the map from these games to where the stars are now, and and it's cool to see it in individual careers as well. And you, you mentioned, you know, you've got two guys that go on to be uh, extremely successful coaches in the NHL. Uh, with, I mean, second and third, respectively, uh, in in wins, career wins, and, and and it's just that's just kind of a it's a stunning thing to look at them uh, 20 plus years ago and look and and then. Kind of see where this where those paths started and can draw the line to where they where they are and where they ended up and and everything they accomplished uh, across their careers which is super it's a super interesting thing and that's where I think um, even if you're not necessarily a huge stars fan uh, but you maybe you're a hockey fan and and you live in North Texas, so you have access to Fox Sports Southwest, and you're looking for something to watch, just to kind of see. Uh, first of all, just to see how talented these teams were. That Stars team, in terms of in terms of franchise, uh, you know franchise legends, it was chock full of them. Oh, they were, yeah. I mean, basically, if you rattle off the name of the best names of the best Dallas Stars players over the past, basically over this over the life of the franchise. All but maybe two or three are probably on that that 1999. You're not team. lying, yeah. um, So to draw that line, and then and then if you're just a hockey fan, you just appreciate, you know, what what guys like Quinville and Hitchcock did to see to see their styles and kind of them forming their own either their own game plans and their own styles early on in their career uh you know what they've done recently you've gotten to see that uh more recently but but to see how those styles kind of uh were birthed and originated is kind of cool as well uh so i think it's it's a it's a neat way to kind of backtrack and, and kind of see how the game has developed but how these individuals have also developed uh along with the sport
0: absolutely and uh, you know, you mentioned like that this was the third full season of Ken Hitchcock in Dallas. It was the third full season of Joel Quinville in St. Louis. And so these two guys, in their first stops, just trying to make a name for themselves, trying to build a reputation while also trying to help their teams succeed early in their respective coaching careers. And you mentioned that uh, you mentioned the. Um, the the all star talent on that Dallas Stars roster from 1999. I think I, I it was the other day I saw a tweet or something a report. I think there were six players on that 99 roster that eventually uh, are now are now in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Uh, you, you've got Mike Madonna. You've got Brett Hull. You've got Eddie Belfour. You've got Guy Carbonneau. You've got Sergei Zubov, and I want to say there's one other. Um, I, off the top of my head, I can't, I can't think of it right now. But there may have been one more. Not positive, but at least five, five <laughs> future Hall of Famers on one team yeah. is a very impressive feat in, in any world in any sport. And so to see the stars have that much success and that much firepower and talent, very impressive. Uh, and to see those two coaches and realizing. They had multiple stops ahead of them. Quinville, eventually it took him, I think, 13 years, 14 years to win his first Stanley Cup, but then he wins three and six years with the Chicago Blackhawks, making them the real dynasty of the 2010s. And, you know, digging into Ken Hitchcock's career, that long tenure in St. Louis, then coming back to Dallas for a season and everything kind of just coming full circle there. But It's cool to see these two guys and see them battling it out and see the Stars not only staying persistent in their goal, but also really just you see them growing as a powerhouse during this playoff series. You see them growing into being the team to beat that just won't go away regardless of the game, regardless of the situation, regardless of the night. They are always, they're in every game regardless of the situation and they're ready to win and advance as we'll see tonight in games five and six against the st louis blues make sure to tune in starting at 5 30 on fox sports southwest game five will start at 5 30 game six will come on at 7 30 and i believe run until 10 and then 10 o'clock they will have the dallas stars playoff rewind uh josh bogorod and daryl razor ray will be speaking to a handful of analysts and a handful of former players from that team, just talking about the series and talking about getting ready for the avalanche in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, so, Kenneth, with that, we are about ready to dive into our next topic, being one of the top moments in franchise history. But,
1: yeah, before we do, yes. I, Josh, you know what time it is. It's 4.05. Do you know what that means it's almost time for?
0: What, do, what does that mean it's almost time for, Kenneth?
1: It's almost time for dinner, and like me, I know you love good food. I sure and, do. Uh, to get good food, get good food and delivered. That's why we both love using Postmates. But right now, uh, we both love them a little bit more because we can get food delivered to the house without ever leaving. We don't even have to open the door; uh, they will bring it to your door. With food everything that's going on in the world right now. They created their non-contact deliveries. Uh, I utilized that and just like last week. I had a I had food delivered during, during recording. The podcast. Josh yeah, wasn't Zach a big Spies. fan. <laughs> Josh wasn't a big fan of that. But I uh, non-contact delivery, they leave it on your front step, let you know that it's there. So now when you order from local restaurants, everything gets left right outside your door. Uh they have Postmates pickup too, which if I like to use You get takeout from local restaurants, you can do Postmates yeah. pickup. Uh and guys. This is a great time to support local neighborhood spots, right. right? It's a tough time, and we want to we want to support those small businesses. So uh, I've been supporting local restaurants uh, as a way to kind of help my community through all of this. Uh, Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi either. They make my life easier. They pick up everything I need from Walgreens, 7-Eleven, any of these convenience stores, anything, anything you need. They can pick it up, drop it off outside your door. Just download the Postmates app on iOS or Android. Find your favorites and get anything you want delivered within the hour and... And There's for a limited time, Post Postmates is giving our listeners one hundred dollars, not twenty, not 50 dollars of free delivery That's credit for your first cheese. seven days. Yeah. <laughs> to start your free deliveries, download the app, use the code locked on. That's code locked on for one hundred dollars of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it.
0: That's a whole week of meals, Kat. That's a whole week yeah. of meals. I mean yeah. $100. That's, That's an it. unreal deal. Locked
1: on. Code locked yeah, on. Yeah, you
0: cannot You cannot beat that. So, uh, yes, Post made it if you need it. Anything. Anything. Well, not anything, but most things, yes. Uh, coming up, we'll talk more about some of the greatest moments in Dallas Stars franchise history. Uh, talked about the 15-16 season last week. This, or not last week, last episode. This episode, got another good one for you coming right up. Back here, the Locked On Stars podcast. I'm Josh Clark, the Dallas correspondent at NHL.com, joined by Kenneth Nash, the site expert at NolanWrighton.com, on the Fan Side of Network. It is Thursday, Kenneth. It's it's a great day to be alive. It's a great day to be healthy. We're bringing positive vibes to you in any way possible right now. Uh, obviously. We're now approaching two full months without since the last sports event uh, uh, took place in, in North America. And so it, it's been a while, but Kenneth, just think about it. We've survived. We're still alive. We're still, we're still making it. And we're, we're coming up with some new content ideas and getting creative, but I think it's worked so far. And as long as people are still listening, we're still going to be here. But if no one listens, Uh, yeah, yeah, we might, we might have to. We, we can. No,
1: we can still be here. We'll just like have like a little echo chamber. That could be fun. We're just kind of talking to nobody.
0: That's what we do every Uh, night on Warzone, though. Yeah, that's what we do when we're playing Warzone together. Um, Just uh, us two rambling on about dying in the first five minutes. Um,
1: But Josh gets very angry, and then he has a bad habit of like when he dies. If you haven't played Warzone background when you die you get basically a chance to like get revived like come back one-on-one and josh has a really bad habit of when he dies if he wins that one-on-one chance to like come back to life he immediately goes back to where he died and tries to get revenge and it nine times out of ten does not work out for that one
0: time out of ten where it does work Oh, it feels so sweet. <laughs> Josh is like,
1: Josh is like, I don't even care about winning this game. I just want to, I just want to knock yeah. I just want to beat those, those. The people. guys, the <laughs> guys
0: that knocked me, I'm going back. I mean, an eye for an eye in this game. Um, but regardless, we've been getting creative with our content. One of those things is a, a locked on network initiative where we've had similar programming, similar themes throughout the past few weeks that we talk about on each team, on each of our respective teams' podcasts around the Lockdown Network this week, talking about the best moments in franchise history overall. So the other day, Kenneth and I went a little in-depth on the 2015-16 Dallas Stars season, where they won the Central Division, won 50 games, went to the second round of the playoffs, uh, went to game seven of the second round. Highest-powered offense, just a fun team to watch. That was Kenneth's first full season following the team. that We were roommates that year, freshman year of college. Uh, Now... We're going into another one. We're going to backtrack one season, Kenneth, and talk about a two-week period at the end of the 2014-15 season, or three-week period. At the end of the 2014-15 season, that is obviously, you probably already know, Jamie Benn winning the Art Ross Trophy. And so, setting the stage here, Kenneth, you go back to the the date I picked, because there were a number of dates that we could have picked. I picked... uh, Let me throw a couple dates at you. First off, you have... March, March the 18th in of 2015. So three weeks or about three and a half weeks before the end of the regular season on April 11th, the Stars are fighting for a wild card spot. They've been really good offense all year, but bottom five in defensive efficiency. You know goals against per game for most of the season. The goaltending, both Kari Lettinen and Anders Lindbach, Jonas Sinroth, it's been kind of shaky in there for. majority of the season. So the Stars are on the playoff bubble. They're maybe four or five points out of the wild card, trying to maybe secure that final spot, but it just didn't really feel like they were going to be able to close the gap in time. And They had some good wins in late March. I remember they beat the Penguins on that March 18th game. And meanwhile, while everyone's focus was on the playoffs and the playoff hunt, There wasn't a single person, I can guarantee you this, was not a single person focusing on Jamie Benn's chances of winning the Art Ross Trophy. Now, obviously, the Art Ross Trophy being awarded at the end of the season to the player with the most points on the year, um, you know, and that obviously goals and assists combined, most points out of the year. Nobody was thinking about it. And that's, and, and rightfully so, Kenneth, because on March 18th, he was 13th in league scoring. So not even in the top 10. And he was eight points behind John Tavares, who owned the lead. And then, in the final twelve games of the season, Kenneth, it it happened.
1: Yeah, he, uh, his run there at the end of the season was obviously it was it was an impressive one. Uh, I remember, uh, I remember going. I guess was it the season opener the following year? Yes, where they had the Art Ross, Jamie yeah. then Bobblehead. Yeah. I, remember, I remember you were like adamant that you were going to get oh, one we're of those. getting one. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we did. We ended up getting to go to that game, which that was a tough one. That was fun. the but, game, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Matthias Janmark coming out party. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, just just to see the run he went on was just phenomenal, and to, to, to do it coming from behind, obviously, you know, some things had to go in his favor. But you look back, and I mean, he. He becomes the first player in starts history to win that title. He had Which, multi-point games and
0: it, that yeah. uh, that alone, Kenneth, is the most. Th- that's
1: that's surprising when you
0: think about Mike Madonna's bit was in the franchise for twenty seasons almost, and, yeah, or almost yeah, almost twenty seasons. You've got Brett Hull was here for a few years. You've got Joe Newandike who won the Con Smite in in the playoffs. These guys that were known for scoring a hundred points a season, none of them ever won this. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and 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 that's where you know some of this was some some things had to play out in Ben's favor. Obviously, this was not the highest Art Ross total, By uh, total shot. points number we yeah that we've seen. It was a lower scoring season, um, obviously. But you know to come from behind, he had multi point games in five of his last six games of the year. Uh, put up fifteen points in the last six games, yep. and then ten in the last three. And it, and it took I mean it took two points in the last two minutes of the third period. Uh, against for him to for him to pull it off for against Nashville yeah. to pull it off um, and come from behind, but I mean, just it was one of those things. That I think uh, maybe even feeding in. You know, I, I don't want to draw conclusions that aren't there, but we talked a lot about the impact of it the the following season had on the franchise and while they didn't make the playoffs this year you have to think that this was a little bit of a build-up right yeah. uh maybe maybe for for a team that was searching for uh that cornerstone piece to have have a young guy uh win the art ross in the fashion that he did and he's and the thing is he's not a point like you don't go jimmy ben point score right you don't so so to see him win the art ross and then you 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 combine that with all the other things he does so well in the ice uh, at that time, I think had to be a, a big lift to the franchise, and then they turn around, and the next year they kind of have that rebirth, and and uh, you know they go on and win the, the division the next year. But I think that was a really impactful moment for the franchise. It, it was obviously Jamie Benn. It was the Jamie Benn era. I mean, that's that's really what this has been. While he's not necessarily the best or most talented player on the stars. He is the cornerstone piece of the franchise right yeah. now, and he has been for the for the past few years, and, and he will be for the next few years. But after you know, after this, um, obviously, has been a captain for for a number of years now, and and to see everything that he does, and you combine that with his ability to score points, and, and he has an Art Ross under his belt, I think is what makes him such a fan favorite and you know such a valuable piece to the franchise. Yeah,
0: I always go back to I think it was I think it was either right after that season or right after the fifteen sixteen season where they won the. Central Division in the Western Conference. Uh, somebody interviewed Jonathan Quick, or Jonathan Quick had written something on the Players Tribune. He had maybe done a QA and a of some sort. And somebody asked, who is the one player you hate to face the most? And he's, I think it was you hate to face the most. Either that or who's the one player you would want on your team if you were starting a team. He said Jamie Benn, because Jamie Benn is the complete hockey player. Now this is a two-time yeah. Stanley Cup winning goaltender that's talking about you like yeah. this. And He's like he basically said, you know, not only can he score points, put up seventy to eighty points a season and score goals, but he's physical, won't back down from a fight, great leader, strong in the defensive zone, and he'll do anything to help the team win. And yeah,
1: yeah. it's yeah, and I think that's that's uh, the way to sum up Ben, and is and that's a great example. Is I think no, Jimmy Ben is not the most well liked player across yeah. the league. Um, he's he's made some he's made some enemies with some teams, um, you know. PK Subban is probably the first one that jumps to mind as as players that don't get along with Ben. But I think one thing that you can always say about Jamie Ben is he is highly respected among other uh, by other players yeah. uh, in terms of his his hockey ability. And and he backs up everything that he does. You know he can be aggravating. He knows how to get under people's skin, and he knows you know he knows you know how to kind of rough people up. But he's always willing to back it up. You know from. Whether it's dropping the gloves, to scoring goals, to assisting goals, to just being a net front presence, to coming back, you know, back checking uh, to get a game winning goal in game six of, you know, the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs last year. I mean, he does everything. And so I think that earns them the respect that even though, you know, he he has to be kind of the enforcer sometimes and he's not everybody's friend, uh, he's incredibly well respected by other players. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And the fact that, you know, saying he'll do anything it takes to win. 23 points in the final 12 games of that season, 12 goals, 11 assists. Uh, the stars have been eliminated from the play, mathematically eliminated from the playoff race with three games to go in the regular season. Like you mentioned Kenneth, he had 10 points in those final three games. So the games that are quote unquote meaningless that you know they're, they're not going to help you get in the playoffs. And so a lot of players either you know shift into neutral for those final few games. And just try yeah. to avoid injury. Meanwhile, Jamie is already injured, uh, had two hip issues that required offseason surgery, and he kept pushing. He kept giving 100% every night. And that, that incredible, it's one of the most impressive athletic feats I think I've ever seen just because of the situation, you know, knowing that he wasn't, they weren't going to the playoffs, knowing that. They weren't going to, you know, get that playoff reputation going. And knowing that he was hurt and struggling with hip issues throughout the year, and yet he still pushed forward, still pushed through, 23, almost two points per game, just shy of two points a game over the final 12 games of the season. And it it was a phenomenal feat. And you can't, I mean, you can't argue that in any way. But definitely one of the greatest moments in franchise history, being the only one to win that trophy, the only player to ever win that trophy in the franchise's history. Uh definitely something that stars fans young and old won't be forgetting um for a while. And it, it cemented Jamie Benn as you know one of the best to ever come through this team and this organization. So all that wrapped up. It's time for the highlight of our episodes, at least you know, for Kenneth and I, we get to talk about our virtual selves for a little while. Uh, We're going to talk about our NHL 20 MyPro updates, how the playoffs went for both Kenneth and I, and how the off-seasons went before we dive into the 2020-2021 seasons. That's right around the corner. Back here, Locked On Stars podcast. I'm Josh Clark, the Dallas correspondent at NHL.com. Joined by Kenneth Nash. I almost forgot to even introduce you, Kenneth. They know. They well, know where Thank here. you.
1: We're only we're only into the third segment, yeah, so they, <clears throat> maybe I was just this, just like the voice from above. Maybe? Well, hey, yeah, I've, I've so introduced
0: often. you. You know, the first I've introduced you for the first two blocks, so they they know you're here. Uh, they, they know you're <laughs> here. They know you're. You're contributing, And so that's, that's, I think that's enough. But uh, anyways, I did find that article, Kenneth, uh, talking about uh, Jamie Benn, Jonathan Quick article on the, on the Players' Tribune. Definitely go look it up. It's, it's, it was written by Quick after the 14-15 season. And he talked about Jamie Benn being the complete hockey player that, you know, any franchise would want to have on their team because of how many positive qualities he brings to any locker room. Definitely check that one out, as we talked about in the last block. But, Kenneth, it's now time to talk about our virtual selves, uh, our virtual NHL careers. And so, uh, as I I alluded to earlier in the episode, Kenneth and I are both sitting at Game 1 of the preseason, the 2020-2021 preseason, so obviously that means neither of us made it out of our playoff series alive. Kenneth made it to the second round. But, Kenneth, yep. I'm going to set the stage. It's The floor is yours to uh, update us on how things are going in Wilkes-Barre slash Pittsburgh slash wherever else they're sending you nowadays.
1: Yeah, so we took on Lehigh Valley, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, in the second round who uh, won the division, and, and they were really a juggernaut all year long. Um, and uh, we so we actually went up two games. We went up two games to none on them, which I believe were both road games. Now I think about it, so stole the first two games on the road, seven game series, uh, and then lost four straight. Well, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so you, we were sitting really pretty, uh, stealing two road games, and then you lose four in a row. So that knocked us out of the postseason um, in the second round. Uh, I believe Lehigh went on to win the Calder Cup, um, so maybe not the worst, you know, not the worst team to to kind of have to lose to, I guess. But uh, going into the off offseason, um, obviously, I am trying to get away from the franchise. Uh, as of now, you know, I'm still with the team, so I'll be, you know, taking preseason with uh, with Pittsburgh, but we're trying to get a trade, trade request granted. The problem is, I'm not, I, the problem is I keep being told I'm not good enough to request a trade, which I don't understand. I really don't, because I, don't I feel understand. like if you had, I feel like if, for the most part, I mean, yeah, there's some players that wouldn't have the weight, but I feel like, Almost any player could say, "Hey, I really want to leave." And if they push you for a year, you would find some sort of deal. Yeah, for it. you know what I'm saying? If, if, like, I feel like that's not necessarily like if I was saying I want to go to a playoff contender. No, I don't have the way to get right. that. But if I'm saying, "Hey, I just don't want to I be don't here, like it here," like I feel, yeah. mo- I feel most teams would like honor that to an extent. You would think so. But so far, I've basically been told I'm not good enough, and I've been called. I think I've been. Told, told that I'm delusional. Delusional. I think that was the wording used. Yeah. Wow. The wording used once. Wow. That I, they would trade me, which doesn't, also makes no sense because I do have value. I'm like a 77, 78 year rated, like 20, young 20s defenseman, former first round pick yep. uh, who lit up the AHL. Which honestly, True. as a late first round pick, me being in the NHL isn't necessarily behind schedule. I don't feel no, like I, I mean necessarily so. being 20 over overall. Put up a,
0: yeah. yeah. In
1: a, in what you would think is a good franchise obviously yeah. they missed the playoffs but uh so over the offseason though um Pittsburgh you know picking up the 15th pick in the draft um nothing super notable I know Josh you had a lot of notable player movement nothing super notable from um, mine um uh Justin Dowling is with the New Jersey Devils that's and uh, the Penguins traded for Penguins traded for Andrew Cogliano so we've got Cogliano now I don't even know what we gave up I haven't I haven't found that. I'm not a huge fan of the NHL 20, like, transaction it's, setup. It's not
0: good. It's not
1: good. Yeah, because there's, like, some games where you can literally just go, like, search transactions yeah. or whatever. And this one is, like, it's just, I don't know. It's it's trying to do, like, a Twitter feed, and I just, I'm not a big yeah, fan of it. Yeah, you've got to scroll um,
0: down the line a little ways. and hope Yeah, and there's, no,
1: like, and there's no, like, news. Like, a lot of things also have, like, a news segment where, like, you can go look and see, like, pertinent news to, like, your franchise. Right. And there's not anything for that. So, it's hard to keep track and, like... I don't know. Like I could be missing some movement, but there's nothing major. Jordan Bennington is with the Canucks. I did notice that, and he was reportedly on the trade block oh, with the Canucks. Okay. So he's already he got traded to the Canucks. I'm guessing some point last year. Go figure. And then they're looking to trade him, trade him again. So yeah. I don't know if he's just not very good, hey, he, or what. It sounds um, like he's
0: you're you're in a similar boat as him. He he takes a Stanley yeah. Cup in a rookie year, and then they say, all right, we're done with you.
1: Yes, so I don't I don't I don't know what, what that is. But yeah, the only notable one maybe to, to our listeners would be, you know, we the penguins we did trade for Andrew Cogliano and then uh Justin Dowling has moved to new to New Jersey, which I don't know how notable that is to everybody. But I mean it's notable to stars fans. Yeah. Right. Um so uh but other than that everything's you know, the stars have picked up I do keep track of the stars. They picked up a couple of uh kind of middling free agents, but nothing Nothing game changing, which makes sense because they don't have a
0: ton of cap space. So. There we go. Now we know why. Yes. Maybe that's why they <laughs> traded Cogliano. That's like two or three million right there that you shave off. Yeah. Would wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, so maybe they just got a pick from Pittsburgh. Who knows? But on the other side of the country in Anaheim, uh, when I last left y'all, uh, I believe I had just played game three, uh, played my first game of the playoffs after missing the first two games with a fractured jaw, played game three against the Coyotes, we won. We took a 2 1 series lead. Then things did not go so well. Uh, so, game four took a penalty. I, it was a low scoring game. I took a penalty. You know, they scored on the power play, then got back on the ice. Had some great penalty killing work throughout the, uh, throughout the game. I think I killed, I think I was on the ice for a minute 40 shorthanded throughout the game. Uh, I had a secondary assist on a Jakob Silverberg goal. I almost set myself up for a goal on the penalty kill, so I really started finding my legs in the second and third period. Uh, Hall had a really bad Taylor Hall had a really bad attempt at a cross ice pass with 25 seconds left. When I was, I, I think I even sent this to Kenneth. I can't remember on Snapchat or something, but I was.
1: You sent me a picture, yeah. 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 I,
0: so that I, I sent Kenneth a lot because I got frustrated because um, my my teammates were not playing smart. I was two feet away from Taylor Hall with no one in sight. We had a two to one lead. And he tries to cross ice pass it to Silverberg instead of passing to me with no one around me that I could have just taken it up the wing. Tries to pass to Silverberg, gets intercepted in the slot, Phil Kessel scores, tie the game. Then Oliver eichmann larsson scores the OT winner on the first shift of overtime. So we're tied up going, uh, going back to Anaheim for game five. A- a game five, I really did nothing. Uh, I rang a post in the first period, did some good penalty killing, but and then I had another charging penalty called on me, Kenneth, which is very surprising. Once again, uh, I didn't know I could. I thought I was only allowed to be hit and not to hit others. Um,
1: is Josh is Josh a dirty player? It sounds Coming like it. that's my second locked on stars. That's my,
0: Yeah, maybe we may have to talk about that. That was my second or third charging penalty, and remember, I only played 15 games in the regular season, so. Not so much... That's a higher That's a higher rate than I, I have. I know. See? I'm, I'm now, telling I've you. I've been ejected twice. I'm, I have not been ejected yet. I've had nothing but two-minute charging minors, so nothing nothing too bad. Um, but we'll see. Maybe if I add some weight in the offseason, maybe I'll really start running people over. But Coyotes scored a goal in the first shift of overtime yet again in Game 5, so they took a 3-2 series lead. Game 6 once again went to overtime. We gave up a goal on the first shift when I was on the ice, but 10 seconds later I took the puck down, scored on a bomb of a slap shot uh, on the rush. And uh, Eggman Larson gave me a lot of space. That was his fault, I guess, because, you know, if I have open space, Kenneth, you're you're just asking for a goal against, apparently. Uh, Not to sound too, you know, prideful or anything. Then Taylor Hall scored 20 seconds after me. Uh, We got up 4 1 midway through the third period. Arizona rattles off three goals to tie it at 4 4. We go to overtime. Then Andre Koshchei scores the game winner in OT. So we force a game seven back in Anaheim. Uh, I scored a power play goal on the doorstep after we fell down 2 0 early in the first period. They scored a shorthanded goal, but I scored a power play goal, cut it in half. I was on ice for the goal against to start the third that made it four to three. Then I scored the tying goal on a strong, on a just insane individual effort, Kenneth. I can't believe I didn't get run over, but I was like weaving through <laughs> defenders, made it to the doorstep, pulled a move on Kemper and scored. Then Adam Henrique, I sent you that video, Kenneth, of Adam Henrique turning the puck over on a penalty kill late in the third. <laughs> and uh, that,
1: that was basically the Pittsburgh Penguins season. Yeah. Like, in one play, and they that blamed it all on game. you.
0: So yeah, Henrique yes. had three <laughs> Coyotes bearing down on him on the Arizona power play. I was wide open on the wing. He didn't pass to me. He tried to clear. No, he, no, he had plenty of space up ice, but he tried to pass it to a guy behind him for some reason. Got intercepted. Uh, I can't remember who scored. It might have been. Um, it might have been Keller. Uh, Keller scores, and then they they take a five four lead. They score an empty or make it six four. We were booed by our fans off the ice. Uh, we won one of our four home games in the first round. Arizona ends up beating us, but on the bright side, made me feel a little bit better. The Coyotes ended up going all the way to the Stanley Cup final, so they they claimed the Western Conference. There was just something about them, I guess, that they were they were feeling hot come April and they just carried momentum into June then they got swept by the lightning so the lightning won the cup i finished with 4 goals 3 assists in 5 playoff games had a minus 6 rating so it was on the ice for a lot of goals against especially when you consider i scored 4 goals but 3 of those were power play i believe so average 20 54 on the ice per game I had 14 hits in the offseason, we shored up our defense. We added uh, Jeff Petrie. We added Dougie Hamilton in free agency to really, you know, complement our blue line, stock it up, make it a little bit deeper. And then we also traded some prospects and a pick for Brian Little, the Winnipeg Jets center, because Ryan Getzloff retired during the offseason. So we're going to need a new captain. Don't know who it is yet. Maybe it's me. Probably not, though. Um, but, you know, a guy can hope. <laughs> After
1: 15, 15 career regular season games. And game.
0: 14 points. Yeah, I, I'm just saying, Kenneth, I'm a point-per-game player right now. <laughs> um, but we got Brian Little to fill in for Getzlaff, so our one-two punch down the middle is now Hall and Little. Uh, and finally, the coach told me, that my spot in the NHL is assured this season. He wants me to meet the young players and mentor them during the preseason. So, Kenneth, I think the management and coaching staff like me a lot more than uh, in your case. And I'm sorry for that because it feels nice to be loved. It feels nice to be wanted. It feels nice to be valued. Um, And it it seems like I'm a strong piece of their future.
1: It just brings it all full circle. Back to my frustration. (laughs) Yes. If you don't like me and I don't like you, and I've asked to be traded. Just get rid of you. Why yeah. would you say no? Like, are you just like, you know what? We're just going to sit on you, waste the first three yeah. years of your career, waste all value that we yep. have. No. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're going to spend a first round pick on you, decide we don't like you halfway through the first season, and then we're just going to sit on you for the first three years of your entry contract. Lose all value. Yeah. Basically, it's now uh, they've lost everything. And it's uh, valueless, apparently.
0: Ridiculous. One of these days you might they might finally say, All right, get out of here. We'll trade you for some you know, some pick or something. But
1: probably like a fifth rounder or something. Probably like that.
0: they'll 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 just to demean you further and say, Look, we got nothing for you. Thanks.
1: But Yeah, we well, literally we just got rid of you. We did everything we could to get rid Jamie of. Jamie
0: Benn and John Klingberg were both fifth rounders. Let's not forget that. Uh, and also Colorado went bonkers in the offseason. They added Jordan Bennington, Tuka Rask, and Alex Ovechkin. So I think Colorado's on the uh, – and they still have – or Scott got traded somewhere. I can't remember where, but they replaced him with Ovi. That's looking pretty good. Um, and so I guess – Not a bad yeah, change. Yeah, and not, not a bad goaltending duo with Bennington and Rass. So it, I guess it's just uh, Stanley Cup or bust over in Denver. But we'll see uh, next time we update you. Kenneth and I will have our preseasons done, see where we both stand, if Kenneth's on a new team or not, and if he's actually in the NHL for the season opener We'll see how that goes, but we will update you later on, whether that's tomorrow or Saturday. Don't know just yet, but when we do, we'll have, I'm sure we'll have plenty of new uh, drama that you can just, you can just, I know, I know people are craving this, Kenneth. They're craving these storylines. So we'll have plenty of drama for you to uh, indulge in. So that's all, Kenneth. That was a long episode, but that's, that's about it for our, uh, Yeah, we're almost 40 minutes. This is one of our longest episodes in weeks. Um.
1: It is one. It is one of our longest episodes. But before you guys, just like, hey, I'm done listening to podcast. I'm for done the day. For the day. No, you're not. Okay. Because well, here's what I'm you're not. gonna do. You're gonna go. You're gonna tell your smart speaker play the latest episode of Locked On NHL. That's our uh, national show on the uh, the Locked On uh, NHL network. Uh, and so you wanna you wanna say play the latest episode of Locked On NHL. Catch up on all the national news. Uh, make sure to hit uh, hit the subscribe button on us wherever you're listening leave a five star review on iTunes uh, we'd, we'd appreciate that as well and then you can go uh, go follow us on Twitter at locked on stars is our uh, our pods Twitter account and then you can follow uh, our personal accounts at Kenneth underscore Nash Kenneth underscore national is and Josh is at Josh underscore Clark zero I was about
0: to say that was a crisp one but it kind of I didn't say anything wrong, no, you didn't say it wrong. but like you I was like
1: yeah, I was just like, I need to make sure I say this again because I pause and I don't want it to sound bad. I don't want to be at okay Kenneth underscore Nash 19, so I was like, do it Good again. Good call.
0: But hey, that, that's the rule. That's the number one rule in broadcasting. If you don't know where you're going, don't don't start trying to fill the void. Just pause for a second because it's natural. Nope,
1: you stammer. You say,
0: uh, and uh, like, and you just stammer. Uh, like, and, um, uh, yeah, no, we're not going to do that today. So that's all we've got for this Thursday episode. Again, hope you continue to stay well, stay self, stay healthy. Stay Stay self. Oh, look at me. I'm so, I'm a hypocrite. Um, Stay well, stay healthy, stay safe, and continue to follow all the CDC guidelines so we can hopefully get back to normal here sooner rather than later. Uh, But with all that being said, we'll talk to you soon.